Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In 2020, Society President and CEO Scott Wiley, CAE, announced a three-part commitment to end racism and help create a business environment that offers equal opportunity to all. The plan consists of CEO leadership, organizational commitment, which includes a $100,000 pledge for initiatives, and advancing public policy. In continuation of the pledge for initiatives, the board of directors has approved a $20,000 investment in Hope Toledo as one of the organizations OSCPA is supporting in this commitment. Hope Toledo is a 501c3 organization that helps children obtain high-quality early childhood education through pre-K and post-secondary training in college or trade schools. In this episode, I'm speaking with John Jones, president and CEO of Hope Toledo, about their mission, their upcoming initiatives, the difference that OSCPA's investment will make, and much more. Here's what he had to say. So Hope Toledo is a um, newer nonprofit. And when I say newer nonprofit, we've been around now for um, about two years officially, three unofficial. Um, and our mission is to support and ensure high quality education from birth to career. And so that focuses on early childhood education and post-secondary access. Um, the goal um, within our mission is to ensure um, that we have um, created this economic change um, generationally for our families and our community. Um, and that allows us in a lot of different ways to have the ability to work with other partners. So we say all the time that we are sort of like the bookends of the work because we have um, a space in early childhood, preparing children before they enter kindergarten, and then the post-secondary access after they've graduated from um, the secondary space at 12th grade to prepare them for the world of work. And you mentioned being around for two years officially. How did you get involved with Hope Toledo? Oh, that's a really good question. So my um, my background, um, I've got a couple things in my background. So I've um, had the wonderful opportunity to work for um, one of the largest, um, well, the largest employer in our region. So ProMedica Health System, um, had the opportunity to work for them for about 18 years. My last role with them um, was directly tied to the social determinants of health. Um, and specifically focused on the educational aspect of that. So I had the opportunity to lead um, internally some work related to summer youth employment. So we would hire um, young people, uh, probably between the ages of 16 and 19, uh, place them throughout the system um, and have them working. Also, while I was at uh, ProMedica, we worked with other educational providers um, in the community to create partnerships, um, so on and so forth. And that allowed me to start rolling into this education space. And of course, uh, when you think social determinants of health, um, access to quality early childhood education is such a critical component to get a child started off in a strong fashion educationally. So in my role at ProMedica, we were very supportive of that from a community-based perspective. And so I was in these rooms as this process was being um, um, stood up and discussed amongst various early childhood education providers um, and other supporters inside of that work and across the sector. So being in that room, having these discussions, 
was almost like one thing led to another um, and we got deeper involved um, and I got deeper involved to sort of help bring this um, to life, if I can put it that way, um, as we've worked with not only those in the early childhood ed space, but also in the post-secondary access side with our PROMISE program. And like you mentioned, John, uh, early childhood education is so important. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that can impact um, the, the, per, the career a person might choose later in their life? It is so critical, and that's such a great question, um, and, and I'm glad you asked it, because when we think about where we are, um, oftentimes people say, okay, let's, let's work to get kids prepared for kindergarten, but we have intentionally the long game in our view. So from a longitudinal aspect, if we want a community that has the best and the brightest, if we want a community that has a very strong workforce um, that is, um, and individuals that are prepared to enter that strong workforce, it literally starts at birth. Um, it starts at birth and you have to work your way through and these early childhood educational moments are extremely important. 95% of a child's brain is developed by the age of five. That is research data. And if that is the case, then most of what they're learning through these um, years of ages three and four are the formative years that not only is shaping um, their brain and their capacity and what they do, but it's also shaping their social um, and emotional skills um, and how they learn with other individuals. And so when we think about how folks execute in the workforce today, they learned it literally in pre-K. And so for, for what HOPE is trying to do is to work with various community-based providers because it is not always done in a structured classroom setting. It is often done through these community-based providers that allow for play to take place as well as um, the educational and academic aspects um, in a classroom perspective. So we need our kids reading well, but we also need them playing well. Um, with each other and engaging in, in learning through play. And we think um, that that creates not only um, a thirst for learning, but it also creates that um, quest and that drive for the critical analysis and the analytical processes that we will see um, come to bear down the road, i.e. in their post-secondary journeys and also in their um, um, career aspirations or whatever they decide to do. And I imagine for many people that um, idea makes sense that, you know, the early childhood education, like you said, it, it really starts from birth. Um, but it is kind of crazy to wrap your mind around and think like, wow, as early as these kids are learning, that can impact them, you know, like 15, 20 years later. Yeah, it, it, and it really can. Um, and, and, and we sort of laugh about it when we talk through it in that way. But literally, you learn so many life lessons uh, when you are four years old, five years old, six years old. So in that pre-K kindergarten space, you are learning life lessons. Um, our superintendent um, of Toledo Public Schools here, Dr. Romulus Durant, he loves to say that um, from you know kindergarten, and I like to say from pre-kindergarten to third grade, you're learning how to read but from third grade on, you're reading to learn. And if you don't get that basis built 
um, at a very early age, then that's why we find so many struggles um, because our kids don't do um, as well um, on third grade reading scores. And then that means they don't do as well at eighth grade math. That means they're not graduating on time from high school. And oftentimes their post-secondary pursuits often lag behind others, which means their income is going to lag, which means they will most likely become tax consumers versus being tax producers. And when you think about this from an economic development perspective and a state of business for our state, our communities, it is crucial that we get as many of our children, and I say all of our children, off to a strong educational start. Right, which I think is such a great perspective to have, you know, Sometimes when people are looking at, yeah, how can we get more people involved with in the community with good jobs, it really starts, it sounds like from what you're saying, the potential for that really starts at a very young age, which is why um, organizations like yours are so crucial to make sure, like you said, all kids have that opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's what we're really seeking to do. And, and we're fortunate because not only do we have that end of it, but we also got um, we have the other end, which is the post-secondary pursuits, right? So we like to call ourselves, like I said, the bookend. So we look at this from a cradle-to-career perspective. How do we ensure that these children, when they graduate, they now have access to post-secondary opportunities that prepare them for the world of work? And we know how crucial that is. And obviously, you are doing a lot to achieve this mission. Can you tell me about some of uh, the upcoming initiatives that you have maybe this year and, and into next year that you will really be focusing on? Yeah, so two of them um, that, that that I'll outline for you. One is on our promise side. So um, I've talked a lot about the pre-K, but the promise program um, and some um, um, listeners may be familiar. Um, there are promise programs across the country. Um, there's about 350 of them um, and probably still counting. And, and a promise program, and as we've defined it, ours is slightly different, but a promise program um, works with um, students that have graduated from high school to assist them in their post-secondary pursuits by providing some type of scholarship. For us in Toledo, our Hope Toledo Promise is focused uh, very specifically on the students that have graduated to provide them access to a post-secondary experience, whether that's tuition, room, board, books, fees, clearly after any eligible financial aid has been applied, but also that allowing them to graduate without any, um, any student loan debt or very little student loan debt. We know what student loan debt does to um, um, a young person as they're trying to begin their career. What makes us unique is that we use a whole family approach, meaning that we all we offer the scholarship to the student that graduated, but we also identify one parent or legal guardian um, of that student who can also join in the aspect. We think, and we um, are doing the research now, and we've got uh, research data that talks about whole family approaches um, to work. And we think that there is a high motivation for both student and parent when they are able to do it together. Um, there is um, the reinforcement of why it matters. And so this year, one of the initiatives that we're working on is really um, rounding it out and, and, and trying to bring the pilot program to a scalable space. Um, looking at, we're working right now with one of our local high schools, um, Jessup Wakeman Scott High School in the central city of Toledo, but our focus is how do we take um, the transition from the secondary world, graduating high school, 
into the post-secondary space, but then also that third leg, which I think is the critical component, and that's our focus for this year, is moving them from the post-secondary space into a job. Um, I believe, and I don't think I'm alone with this, the work is not finished just getting a child to a post-secondary experience. So saying, hey, we got them to college, yay, we got them a scholarship, yay. It's way more than that. We got to make sure we see them through the post-secondary experience and then also into the world of work um, and able to transition in that way because that's how you round out the circle. That's how you change a community um, is by ensuring that. So that is one of the um, bigger initiatives that we're gonna be working on this year. And then we're also um, working on the other end of the stick and standing up, um, continuing to stand up our early childhood um, educational aspect of the work and in doing that, we've got our second year um, of our program. So we're gonna expand the service provision. Last year we served, last school year, we served about 200 kids. This year we're targeting 300 kids. We've been able to align resources from the American Rescue Plan Act from our city and our county, as well as some quote unquote private resources from ProMedica and from several other organizations which are lining up. Um, into that space. And so we're trying to identify those supporters and partners. We're real thrilled that Ohio Society of CPAs is one of those entities um, that is helping us. And we don't consider any dollar a small dollar. So for us, it's real big. That's awesome. And that's a perfect segue into another question that I wanted to ask you is, how is OSCPA's commitment to Hope Toledo, how will that help you achieve your mission? Yeah, that, that, that's a phenomenal question. So first, I have to say out loud, really thrilled um, to be in the middle of that conversation. Um, I, I've, I've said throughout this work in my short time of doing it, um, that nothing happens just by coincidence. And so had the wonderful privilege to meet several of the good folks there at Ohio Society of CPAs through one of my good friends, but also a great leader in Toledo, Ebony um, Jackson. And so by having that connection with folks like Kevin and Lori and others, um, we were able to have some really good conversations with OSCPA. So we're grateful for the support. Um, the dollars that they've um, um, supported us with through their investment is directly going to help us on our post-secondary side. So oftentimes, um, and, and we can see the research behind this, we can support a family, we can support a student uh, with scholarship dollars. It's wonderful. Um, but oftentimes it is the $100 um, unexpected expense, the $150 car repair, a tire blew out, um, so many different things, transportation issues, things of that nature that slow a kid um, from navigating through this post-secondary space. And so we've identified these resources um, coming from OSCPA to help us um, in a very real way identify students who need some emergency support um, that will help them navigate through. So we already provide, like I just said, tuition, room, board, books, fees where applicable inside of the space. We also provide um, technology support. So if they need a laptop or something of that nature, we've got a dollar limit cap to that. But what we didn't have is ways in which to support these unique items that pop up um, that are really emergent type items. Nobody would have expected my tire would get a flat. Nobody would expect that um, um, with that tire getting a flat, I now need transportation money. 
um, things of that nature. Nobody would expect that on the weekend, the cafeteria is not open, but certain set of hours. So now I'm hungry on the weekend. And so we got to find a way to make sure that there's um, some dollars that can support. So this is going to help us do that. And we think it's going to directly help us advance the mission um, in supporting our kids with various wraparound supports that are extremely necessary. That's very exciting. And is there anything that you would like people listening to know specifically about Hope Toledo's mission and anything they can do to get involved if they'd like to help? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so first and foremost, um, clearly you can learn more about the work that we're doing. Um, we're on every social media channel and our website is www.hope-toledo.org. Um, and you can find out about all of our programs and, 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 and the work that we do. Uh, but what I would say specifically about the mission is that um, on our promise side of our work, and even with our, our early childhood ed, when you think about it, um, we have in our communities um, multi-generational issues. Um, COVID-19, um, the pandemic, which is not over, um, it is you know, we're coping with it in different ways, but COVID exposed a lot of different things um, across our community. They exposed a lot of the disparities that exist. Um, it exposed um, a lot of under-resourcing that happens throughout our communities. Um, and it also showed the generational impact. So when you see um, families where mom is having to work two jobs to keep food on the table, that means that, you know, now she can't access childcare because, um, or can't go to work because she needs to be at home with her little, little one, um, it, it, it becomes just extremely important that we realize how necessary, not just safety net items, but real transformational programs are. And so I will reiterate, we cannot solve multi-generational issues with single generation solutions. So our work that we're doing um, inside of the Promise work is a multi-generational approach. It's a whole family approach. The work that we're doing with our children in early childhood ed, it's, it's another component of a whole family approach. And so I would encourage those that are listening to really begin to seek out ways in which you can get involved. We'd love for you to support. Clearly, you can support us um, through contributions contributions, but you can also, um, if you're in our neck of the woods, we would love volunteers, um, things of that nature. Um, we're starting a mentorship program um, so we can build that out. And obviously COVID has allowed us to learn that we can connect with people virtually, it may not need to be totally in person on everything. So I would say that, but I would also encourage not, this isn't just about Hope Toledo, it is about a tapestry of support mechanisms for our families across our communities. In your communities, there are organizations that are doing this work, whether it is your local child care resource and referral, whether it is your local school district, whether it is the nonprofit food pantry serving food, whatever that is, we need um, people to lend a hand. And I believe that the more people that lean in and see how they can support this effort, children need to know that they're valued and our children need to know that they're going to grow up and do well. And I think it's our job to make that happen. I would say it is imperative um, for organizations um, that are youth serving and family facing um, to really begin to find ways to strategically um, collaborate together. Uh, we know that resources are limited. We are in an inflationary economy right now. We're dealing with a whole lot of different things going on. And how we are able to join forces 
in this season and in this moment is crucial. And so we're working real hard at Hope Toledo to try to identify those partners to bring into the space. But I would encourage those that are that are out there to find ways to partner uh, because we can do better together um, than we can by ourselves. And, and there really should be no competition in serving children. Thank you to John for joining us to talk more about Hope Toledo and its mission. What would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.